0: You are on the line, live on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goeths and Carter Byrd.
1: You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. Hope you're all doing well on a gorgeous Tuesday afternoon. We don't have to talk about it.
2: We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> We're not right to talk about. Sit, Do we have paper towels have in here a great one somewhere? Today, talking about the show. There we
1: go. All right, As here we go. As you open
2: the show, you just dump your entire I, water. I, out
1: I didn't just dump it. I knocked it. Like I, I rocked it. It went flying, and for no reason whatsoever. And it just went absolutely flying. But. Other than that, I handled that extremely well. So hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday as we get off to a uh, not so hot start. But hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday afternoon. A sunny, beautiful day. We've been out at the uh, we've been out at the RTJ Opalika Chamber annual golf event. Uh, been a fantastic day. We still have a tent out there right now. We've been giving away T-shirts and koozies and cups and all kinds of good stuff gift cards and also been giving away uh, auburn baseball tickets for the missouri series next weekend and still on uh still on the ropes about if we have some tickets available for the lsu series this weekend so stay tuned for that we'll see if uh we have some tickets for that when auburn baseball plays number one lsu but hope you're all doing well on this tuesday edition of on the line i'm jacob goins he's carter bird we're off to a hot start here on the tuesday edition of on the line the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back we'll talk about some uh breaking news that happened just a little bit ago auburn uh committing and auburn landing the commit of a transfer pass rusher so we'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes also uh some news in in just the world of sports in general Henry Ruggs uh, has seen his court date and has been charged and we'll talk about that and sort of what that means uh, in the in the world of sports in general. I know some words were said on uh, the Max Roundtable, the show that comes on before us, and I know they had some things to say. I know some callers had some things to say as well and so we will uh, discuss that a little bit and then talk about some transfer portal updates in general with Auburn basketball and Auburn football. Didn't get a ton of chance and opportunity to talk about that yesterday especially basketball so we'll definitely talk about that some today and it should be a fantastic show and so no guests lined up so you know what that means phone lines are wide open today 334-321-1390 that number again 334-321-1390 is the number to put you through to us you can call in be a part of the show and be on the line Or you can tweet at us at ESPN1067 on Twitter. Just tag us at ESPN1067. But, Carter, we'll start with the Auburn football news. The Tigers pick up a commitment out of the transfer portal.
2: Yeah, how about it? Somebody that we talked about a little bit yesterday, Jalen McLeod, who was on his uh, visit this past weekend. I think this is a great addition to this Auburn Jack group. Uh, especially when you talk about you just, you just lost Dylan Brooks to an already thin group. You upgraded here. Let's, let, let, let's call it what it is. Jalen McLeod is an upgrade over Dylan Brooks. And the only thing that I got to point to to solidify that argument is his dominance in the upset over Texas A&M this past season?
1: Well, it's a guy we talked about yesterday, right? It's a guy that we had mentioned yesterday that was in the portal, a guy that had wrecked and really shocked the world when App State defeated Texas A&M, probably the upset of the year. And he was a guy that the entire country was talking about because he was the difference, and not just on the stat sheet – you could see it in the game itself. That's what's important. It's like you could physically see it with your own
2: two eyes. Well, his, his the final offensive play for A&M in the game yeah. is just – it's one of those highlights that just make you salivate about a guy. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, he comes off the edge. He whoops the, the tackle. He gets the quarterback, strips the quarterback. Mm-hmm. The guard picks it up and decides to try to play hero ball and run for a first down, and McLeod – Runs him down, runs him down easily. Yeah, and strips him. I mean, it's just—it's a high motor guy, a guy who's uh, got twelve and a half sacks in his, or actually nine sacks in his career. Six last season in the Sun Belt in eleven games. This is a great addition to this Auburn roster, and it may not be the only one to the Jack Room. We know that Isaac Ukwu from uh, James Madison, is on cam- or he was on campus this past weekend. Which
1: has been a very, very popular name for Auburn, and a lot of other people are across the country.
2: Yes, Isaac Ukwu and uh, Jalen McLeod. That's Auburn hitting a home run in the spring transfer portal at the jack position. That's you lose Dylan Brooks, who I don't think this staff believed a lot in in terms of production. You lose him, yes, but you bring in two guys with high-level FBS production because you've got McLeod with his six sacks last year and his how many tackles for a loss with it? His seven-and-a-half tackles for a loss last year. Ukwu, two years ago in the FCS, I believe had, I want to say, nine sacks, and then this past year... Uh, yeah, he had nine sacks in the at the FCS level uh, in 2021 when James Madison was still an FCS team. 16 and a half tackles for a loss. They transition up into that same Sun Belt that McLeod would be coming from, mm-hmm. and he gets seven and a half sacks, ten and a half tackles for a loss. Auburn Auburn would take 13 sacks. Whatever you lose, whatever you lose with. With uh, Dylan Brooks going out the door, you will take 13 sacks coming in the door out of two guys if you can just land Uku. And I
1: think what's important too is Auburn's getting depth, right? You look at you look at the Jack position, and since Dylan Brooks left, right, he left in that 15-day transfer portal window, right there at the end. Auburn had Keldrick Falk, Brenton Williams, and Elijah McAllister. They had those three guys at the Jack position. in in, in the jack linebacker spot that's pretty much it and so not only is McLeod coming in as a stud he's coming in as a depth piece as well and I think that's what's really really important because what's been the problem on Auburn's defense the last couple of years
2: it's been depth it has been the depth spot where it's even when you have had the depth certain coaching staff yeah didn't play the depth because we saw right. a drastic difference from when they all got canned and they all got fired to immediately after that. We saw many, many, many more guys on the field rotating through, staying fresh. Heck, we saw walk-on linebackers that weren't that bad.
1: They weren't hateful. I mean, they and, made but, they made an impact. But
2: I go back to the Ole Miss game where – do you recall how many defensive linemen – Played in the game for Auburn. It wasn't many. Five. Yeah, it wasn't many, and that's why you give up 440 rushing yards. You can't do that in this league. You got to be 12, 13 deep on the defensive line. To
1: Ole Miss of all teams, which they have a good running back room,
2: they but great, they're they had a great running offense last year. They did great,
1: but it wasn't like they were the best thing we've ever seen. Auburn was a huge benefit to that.
2: I mean, they had two thousand yard rushers and one of them was was
1: that's your favorite stat
2: (laughs) 2,000 yard rushers is different than riding one guy into the ground uh for for to get him to 1300 yards and then your other guys have four 400 right I mean that's that's what Auburn did in 17 that's what Auburn did throughout the Gus Malzahn era and it takes a toll I mean Frankly, if we if were to start the discussion about it, we could have the discussion. I think Gus Malzon's decision to ride Carry uh, On Johnson into the ground resulted in a much abbreviated NFL career for Carry On Johnson.
1: I think that's fair. I absolutely think that's fair because. We know what All the tread the, on the tire was gone. Yeah, I mean, we know what the end of his college career was like. I mean, he got hurt; he literally couldn't run anymore he in the SEC a inch, championship game.
2: He had a four-inch pad on his rib cage in the in the SEC title game, and he still wasn't healthy by uh, the the Peach Bowl against yeah. UCF. And I mean, by the time he got to the NFL, I just think he he's not the he was never the most durable back. We saw his. His issues with ankles and hamstrings right. in, in college, and you had a year where Gus Malzahn said, "You know what? This it's just like when you're all right. This would be a great analogy. I I love when I pull out these random analogies. You see, have you seen the movie Cars? Yeah, I have. You know when Lightning McQueen just doesn't." Changed tires for an entire <laughs> At the race, very
1: beginning. Yeah. And then
2: the tires all blow out.
1: And he's running on lap. literally running on rims.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what happened to on Johnson. He's, he didn't have the most tread on the tire. He didn't have the most durable tread, let's say that. And then Gus on refused to change the tires and stripped all the tread off it by the time he went to the NFL.
1: And it doesn't help that he went to the Detroit Lions. A team that was extremely bad when he went there. I mean,
2: the Lions are...
1: They're if getting the there, Lions
2: quit betting inside their own complex, they might be a pretty good team.
1: They would be better than the Packers if they could keep all their players right now. And don't you worry, though. The Packers signed Jordan Love to a one-year extension. So if the
2: Lions were at full strength for the entire year, the Lions are winning that division.
1: They're not winning the division. They'd compete now.
2: They've got five guys suspended. Even at full strength, they
1: wouldn't. They would not win the division. They wouldn't win the division. Who is clear-cut better than them? Minnesota. I just
2: don't believe that Minnesota was a mirage last year. They were still solid though. They're better than the Lions. They were like twelve and five. With a negative point differential. And they were still winning games somehow, some way. And then they went to the playoff, playoffs and got smashed. I
1: agree. But the Lions are one of those teams where until they prove it to me, I will never believe in them. They are one of those teams where until they win, until they make, until they make some noise and they actually win games and they make it to the postseason and make some noise, I will never, ever, ever believe in the Detroit Lions. And the that's Lions. why Carryon Johnson got screwed. Not only yeah, because yeah, of the of dark like,
2: ages of the Lions, yes. just like the dark ages of the Browns.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so it's a combination of what Gus Malzahn did to on Johnson versus going to the Detroit Lions. He went in a horrible organization. And It's
2: gotten a lot better. It has.
1: There's no doubt. It's gotten better. They but Caryon Johnson had no chance.
2: They can't follow the gambling policies in in the NFL. That's that's the Achilles heel. Who knew that the best Lions team we've seen in 25 years, their their Achilles heel would be they can't following the follow the league's gambling rules. They can't
1: step outside the building to do it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But to reel wow, this so back funny. in to Auburn, You look at what Auburn is doing in the transfer portal. They lost 10 guys in the portal. Auburn football did. They lost 10 guys in the transfer portal. They bring in their first edition since then with McLeod. And it's on the defensive side of the ball, which I think doesn't bring the most excitement for Auburn fans because it's not the most exciting spot. It's It's not not the quarterback.
2: Right, it's, it's not, not quarterback. the quarterback, it's, it's not, not receiver,
1: it's not running
2: back. Outside, Auburn. Outside like, of that, I'll be I'll be really honest with you. In terms of positions Auburn is going to add, this is the third most exciting. Give me a jack all day right now. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with I you. I mean, yes, quarterback, Casey Thompson or Peyton Thorne. More than likely gonna be one of those two. And that guy's gonna be your starter. Because look. This is gonna upset some people, but the fan base, the Auburn fan base, has been poisoned. Their brains have been poisoned by bad quarterback play for so long. They have talked themselves into Robbie Ashford, who's not a good quarterback. They're He's settling. A great athlete.
1: They're settling for Robbie Ashford. Yes, they are. They're settling for Robbie Ashford.
2: Yes, and it doesn't mean he can't because, be good. It's because over the last what decade he could be a top half Auburn quarterback.
1: Top half, yeah, that's which fair. is
2: that's which fair. It's not could be, could not, be, could be. Is a very I, I very particular he, point. There. I think he would be. I mean, we're talking the past decade. We're talking about since twenty thirteen, Johnson, John Franklin, uh, all of these different guys. We're also talking Jarrett Stidham, P. P. Bo, Bo Nix. Nick Marshall? Yes. Sean White? Okay, yeah, you got four. Robbie Ashford's fifth. Outside of that, you got, like, a bunch of guys who Robbie Ashford, I think, is better than, but that's not this, like, glowing endorsement of Robbie Ashford as a quarterback. I agree. He's not there. I don't – he's not there skill set-wise. He's not there – Maturity-wise, he's not there. Leadership-wise, I want to
1: talk about this when we come back because there are two big names that you already mentioned that are in the portal that Auburn has reached out to, that Auburn is interested in, and I think Auburn is singling out when it comes to who the 2023 quarterback could be for Auburn football. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. We'll talk the Auburn football quarterback situation when we come back.
0: the line on ESPN 106.7 online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app
1: back inside the studio here at ESPN 106.7 for the Tuesday edition of on the line I'm Jacob Goetz he is Carter Byrd and we started transitioning into the Auburn quarterback situation because that's what everybody wants to know right that is what All Auburn fans are interested in. They want to know who the quarterback's going to be in 2023. And there are a couple of guys that are in the portal. We know at least one of them has already been on campus. The other one at least plans to be on campus, as far as I know. And... It seems like it's down to those two who will be committing to Auburn, one of them. It seems like that's the direction Auburn is going for their 2023 quarterback situation because, again, we cannot express this enough. On this program, on this show, and on this station, we cannot express it enough. The starting quarterback in 2023 is not on the roster they're not here. Just, it's not T.J. Saying. Finley. It's not Robbie Ashford. Mm-hmm. It's not Holden Gurner. I don't care. It's not any of those guys. The starting quarterback in 2023 is not currently, as of today, on Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023, he is not on the roster.
2: Yeah, 100% agreed. And, and I've been saying it since the last season ended. Auburn had to go get a quarterback. Because you could not run these three back out there again, and I'll tell you this: I think if the season started tomorrow, and Auburn didn't have a transfer quarterback, I think Holden Gurner takes the first snap. I think he does.
1: That that makes me so happy
2: <laughs> because I've been saying that since the end of I've last heard football season. From an enough people, we've seen it with our own just eyes. People talking about it. That I feel pretty good making that statement. But but this ridiculous just brainwashing that the Auburn fan base has done to themselves, convincing themselves Robbie Ashford Ashford is this dark horse Heisman candidate. There was there was somebody, there was, there was somebody I saw last week. I saw him making a bet then Robbie Ashford, at some point next year, would be in the top 10 of the Heisman odds. Of the Heisman odds. There's
1: just no way.
2: There's no way. And even if... Look,
1: we have talked about it. We've talked about with our listeners. We've talked about with our guests. We've talked about with everybody that is a part of this program. We've talked about the, the potential... That Robbie Ashford has. We have talked about the ceiling that he has. We've talked about the, the skill set that Robbie Ashford has. We've talked about what Robbie Ashford could be down the road. And I think that implies and that applies if he was somewhere else in the country. If you put Robbie Ashford at Ohio State... If you put Robbie Ashford at Clemson, if you put Robbie Ashford at Oregon, again, if you put Robbie Ashford at a place where he could truly thrive and become the quarterback that he is, maybe. But the fact of the matter is, Robbie Ashford can't throw the football. He's an athletic guy that is not accurate with the football. And in the SEC, and in Hugh Freeze's offense, you have to be able to throw the football. And nobody on accurate. Auburn's roster. You gotta be accurate. And, and nobody is. on Auburn's roster can do that. They Man. can't do it. Yeah. They cannot do it. Robbie Ashford can't do it. TJ Finley can't do it when the lights turn on. He can do it in practice apparently, but he can't do it when the lights turn on.
2: And we we don't know what Holden can do. Exactly. We barely saw it.
1: And so that leads me to believe, like everybody in the Auburn media world has been saying for the past six months they are going to get a quarterback in the transfer portal. And it seems like right now, as of May 2nd, 2023, we're going down the path of two guys. Because the Grayson McCall stuff has sort of tailed off a little bit. Because nobody knows what that situation is like. Nobody has any I idea. Happen.
2: I don't think it's going Look, I think we are past a point of no return for Grayson McCall. But, by the way, going back to my... The the Robbie Ashford top 10 Heisman thing. The list I came up with in my head immediately after seeing this was Blake Quorum, Drake May, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Marvin Harrison Jr., Cam Rising, Jaden Daniels, Jordan Travis. Those are nine players that in no scenario could Robbie Ashford ever climb in front of for Heisman odds because of how good those guys are and how good of teams they're going to be on. So that means, in order for that to take place, for him to crack the top 10 of the Heisman, he has to be the best player in the field of everybody else.
1: Which means he would have to be, what, the third best quarterback in the SEC? When you think about Heisman odds and the quarterbacks that are going to be in the top 10 of the of the Heisman odds?
2: And this, I mean, and on the list I created... In my mind, I think he'd have to be the second best quarterback in the SEC, and he's not that. He's not, he, not even close. He's not better than Rattler. He's not better than Jaden Daniels. He's not better than Jefferson. That's three right there off the top of my head. Boom, and that's all it takes. He's really not better than Joe Milton. No, he's not. And that, and that is why, that is why this staff is going after two quarterbacks in the transfer portal. We tried to to point it out. All portal period. I don't care how slow it is. Hugh Freeze is going to get a quarterback because you can't rely on these three right now. And he had a quote the other day when he was at the... There was
1: an event going on for Auburn Athletics and they asked him about it. And he said... He talked about this. He talked about the quarterbacks in the portal. And he said, the ones that are in there right now just haven't fit our narrative. They have not fit our culture. They have not fit our program. And he said, when the one that does... We will jump on it. And I truly believe that. And you know what? We've talked about, and and everybody talks about, how in the transfer portal, you have to be careful. You have to be careful not to jump on the first guy that jumps in the portal. And you have to be careful not to wait until the final day. Because if you do, if you do either one of those things, you could really screw yourself over. Yes. And it seems like, as of right now, with the quarterback situation... Hugh Freeze and Auburn Football have done a pretty good job. They're waiting to see what their options are. And you know what? I don't think they've missed out on anybody. I really don't. Maybe Spencer Sanders going to Ole Miss. Maybe.
2: No. I I do not view it that way. I mean, and, and what you have seen take place in Oxford tells me everything I need to know. Spencer Sanders has not taken the first snap for Ole Miss in 23. Which is wild. Jackson Dart is. Jackson Dart did enough in, in my mind to win that job and and that's like the only one is Devin Leary it's Devin Leary and the rumors out there Kentucky threw stupid NIL money at him
1: and I still think Auburn could do better than him
2: with the guys in there right now I think a full strength Devin Leary coming off the peck injury He's 100%. He's about as good as there is in the country.
1: We got two phone calls to get to Shane and Ed. Hold on. We'll get to you after the break here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line.
0: You are on the line with Jacob Goins. Carter-Byrd on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader.
1: Let's get to the phone lines as we are halfway through our number one. Got a couple of people hanging on. We'll get to Shane first, 334-321-1390, 3, 3, 3, 1, and then Ed. But Shane, you're on the line first. Welcome in.
3: Hey, guys. How are y'all today? Doing well, Shane. Good right, to hear from Shane, you, how man. Are you? Hey, uh, I just had a couple of devil advocate, advocate things to throw at you about about your quarterback. Uh, situation that you're saying, that, um, you know, y'all are pretty, y'all are bashing, uh, you know, uh, Asher pretty hard here. And uh, just, just, just saying the last two quarterbacks that we've had, Malik Willis and Bo Bo Nick, once they left here, um, they've had pretty, you know, pretty good careers. Uh, um, What's his name? Willis has about a 64% Percentage, Bo Nix over seventy. Uh, Bo Nix, I think threw for thirty five hundred yards. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a wonder what an offensive line and actual receivers that will catch the ball will do for your stats. So that okay. and your accuracy. You know, um, if if I don't know if y'all watched, you know, all twelve games last year, but the dude was just running around every time he was out there when he was the starter, and he had two, he had two different head coaches last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, from from what he had to deal with, I, I, I think he did a, a pretty good job. Um, not having an O line, not having someone that would catch the ball, and the instability that that there was at Auburn for yep. the past three years. I mean, I'm sure that plays a lot into it. Not saying that fair. he should be the starter. I'm just saying that you know it's not real fair to throw that those stats and things about his accuracy. When I mean. <laughs> Who else? I mean, the last two quarterbacks had the same situation. They were crap here at Auburn. They move on, and they got some help, and they're awesome.
2: What well, so I'm just saying. I, it's it's fair to say that Bo was significantly better than Robbie was. Last year, Robbie Ashford, Bo all three years was, be- was significantly better than what Robbie Ashford was at Auburn.
3: Right, but he threw for 3,500 yards last
2: year, 72%. Yes. He went to a he went to a place with a really good offensive line, great skill position, talent, playing Pac right. twelve defenses, good and he coaches. had a phenomenal quarterback coach in Kenny Dillingham, who's now the head coach at Arizona State.
3: Right. I, so that's kind of what we have now is some some phenomenal head uh some phenomenal quarterback coaches. Fair. So I'm just saying.
2: My counterpoint would be we've gotten to go out and see these quarterbacks in the throwing periods in spring practice i we've been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of people we've gotten to see even more of it than we have and the three guys on on roster right now for at least a decent portion of the spring we're struggling to p- complete passes on target on air in practice
3: yeah on air in practice right, in, in practice against against non-contact you know competition so cause it's really not a fair kind of argument to have. The, the guy can't go full speed, so you don't really know. You just know what someone else told you, basically.
1: But we've been to enough to where I you mean, be, look, complete Shane is on air regardless. If you can't complete the passes in practice, he can't complete them in the games. Let's just be honest.
2: When like when I say on air, no, like no,
1: no,
3: DB, no, defense, told you this. no defense,
4: no
2: well, defense. I saw it, Shane. I went to practice. I saw it. <laughs> You went to every practice. You've seen him throw every ball. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying from the people I trust okay. that I've talked to, and then from my, the portion of practice that I got to see, and what we've seen in game. But but we, right. we, uh, we not, uh, when uh, I say completing year, passes on air, I'm saying they're running routes. There's no defense. There's no offensive line. There's no defensive line. Year. There's no defense.
3: You can't throw out. You can't. You can't. You can't have last year applied to this. What not applying so last, last year? year? I'm applying the spring, Shane. Well, no, you weren't. You asked last argument when I wasn't on the phone. You you said everything about last year. You were you were bringing up last year's staff. Fair,
2: I. Uh, but but right now, the instance that, that I'm talking about is what I know the happened this spring.
3: That we're Do what? Are we having a new conversation? So the other other conversation and steps and, 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 and facts we're we throwing can, those away. We
2: can marry both here. We can talk about the spring. We can talk about last year because they're both worthy of discussing. D- discussing. He's not an accurate passer. He's not an accurate okay, so passer. I, and I, I think I just, the fact that put this, this staff, the fact that this staff, Shane, is going after two quarterbacks tells me everything I need to know. Well,
3: Alabama is going to get how many quarterbacks. Let me throw this one stat because at you, and Because they don't then I'll think hang their up. quarterbacks okay. are good. Let me throw a stat at you. Jeremy Johnson. He was a phenomenal player in practice. What happened to that? Peace.
1: We appreciate the call, Shane. Well, guess what? T.J. Finley's a great passer in practice. He's a great player in practice from what we've heard. And when yeah. T.J. Finley steps on the field in the game, when the lights turn on and the game matters... He's not an efficient quarterback. And so when it comes to – Shane, we appreciate your call. We always love talking to you. And, look, Shane, we always don't always agree with Shane, and we love him calling in, and that's what makes this show Shane, so great. Shane is a great caller. Yes, I he always is. enjoy Shane's call. And, 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 and I, I 100% – I understand what he's saying. I do. Because the potential of Robbie Ashford is extremely high. But from what we have seen with he's our eyes, good. whether it's last fall – Given the crappy team, the crappy coach, all of that, compared to what we've seen in the spring, you can't just throw away last year. I get it's a, there's a big asterisk next to it. I get that. I absolutely do. I get that. There is an asterisk next to what last year was given the lack of talent on the team and the coach that was there, I understand. But given what we have seen in spring given what you and I have seen with our own two eyeballs versus the people that have seen it, fortunately, more than us because of where our show lies between 2 to 4 p.m., yeah. Monday through Friday. The people that we know and the things we have seen, Robbie Ashford is not an accurate quarterback right now, as it stands on May second, 2, 2023. He's not an accurate quarterback. Doesn't mean he can't get there. Doesn't mean he can't. I think he needs time to develop. I 100% agree. And that's what we're saying. And like you said, I think you put it perfectly, partner. The fact that Auburn is going after two quarterbacks means there's not a starter on the roster. And Shane brought up Alabama, which is a great example. They went after two quarterbacks. They've got five on the roster, which means they don't have a starter anywhere. They went after Buckner from Notre Dame. He's not a good quarterback. No, he's not. And the fact that they went after him, and that's the guy that they signed, tells me they don't have any confidence in their quarterback room. And so, if you're an Auburn fan that's worried about the quarterback room, and you're trying to compare apples to oranges when it comes Auburn to Alabama when it comes to programs right now, the quarterback rooms are pretty similar because Alabama has no confidence in their quarterback room either. Let's get to Ed, who's been holding on very patiently. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Ed, I'm sure you got some thoughts on this, man. What's going on?
4: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, just some thoughts on it, and. Yeah, but I think I think uh, the difference might be. A, excuse me, this bro Let's see if I can get out of the wind for a little bit. Yeah, plants plan, uh, with my dog. But I think you know Alabama's choosing between uh, you know a couple of five stars and Auburn's choosing between a couple of three stars. I don't. I don't think. Well, you know this. If you if you ask any coach in the nation we're gonna take your quarterbacks do you want Auburn or do you want Bama? Which one do they take?
2: I think most coaches around the country right now would say they don't want either of them.
4: But honest, Ed, if you had, well, if you had, you had choose. to choose, I'd no, pick Alabama. That wasn't, that wasn't option, buddy. That oh, wasn't option. Ed. Ed, I, Ed I'm
2: not I'm not, I'm not trying to fight <laughs> with you here, I promise. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not the, the the fact that I'm Alabama went out and got Tyler Buckner, who I don't think's that good Tells me uh, that they don't uh, believe don't in that they, group, I but I agree that Alabama group. I would probably I take I, them overall.
4: Well, yeah, I think any. Well, forget what I think. You ask any coach around the nation, and and that's what they would tell you. So, you know, but uh, well, on the Auburn quarterback thing, you know, something that I hadn't heard mentioned enough is about when Nick Saban came to Alabama. You know, he didn't have that good of a first year because he wanted to set up a certain kind of way that he wanted to run the program. The and process. so, yeah, the process, and uh, call it what you want, but there could be like a, a quarterback or two that Auburn has looked at, and they just said, you know, that's not going to lead us. Next year, and yeah. where we need to be. It's a long term thing. It's not just about next year. <laughs>
2: Agreed. Agreed. I, I think you look at a guy like Chance Nolan that was in the transfer portal from Oregon State. Uh-huh. Auburn had communication there. Auburn yeah. had communication with Brennan Armstrong, who's now at NC State. He left mm-hmm. Virginia. Uh, Chance Nolan, yeah. I believe, is at TCU, which is really interesting because they also have Chandler Morris, who was the presumed starter. I'm curious to see what happens yeah. there. Um but you also like Auburn the, the the biggest misconception about Spencer Sanders Auburn never offered Spencer Sanders a scholarship to me to uh, me I think all there were a few of these guys that Auburn had communication with that Auburn talked to that that Auburn decided this is not a big enough upgrade over our current guys and and this isn't worth our time this isn't worth potentially disrupting the locker room now the two guys out there yeah. right now casey thompson and peyton Thorne, are nah. upgrades over the room they're experienced power five quarterbacks that can come in command that room and elevate this offense. Yeah. Well,
4: who'd you say the two quarterbacks casey, casey thompson Thorne?
2: peyton thorn
4: of oh, 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 the two yeah the two that they're looking at mm-hmm. but hey you know obviously you're gonna look but but what I'm saying is is that you don't want the wrong guy. He might have had a, a good shot at a guy that was like a running gun. Not a run but somebody just didn't fit his mm-hmm. what he wants to establish at Auburn. So you have to you may I'm not saying you give up a year, but you have to go about things in an orderly way. He's he's getting us an offensive, defensive line. You know, I think
1: Did we lose you? Ed? Right, we may have lost you, Ed. You may maybe lost your signal a little bit. Oh we right. I can hear him again. Okay, I got you again, Ed. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, man, It's is wind up here. It's yeah, it's good. it's it's wild out there today. <laughs> yeah, all right ghost appreciate you. the call
1: it and, and, and to kind of piggyback off what he was saying i know we're kind of losing connection there with with ed we appreciate shane and ed both calling in uh, to chime in on this conversation we'd love to hear from you as well any of our other listeners out there 334-321-139 to hear on espn 1067 espnau.com and the espn 1067 app to piggyback off of what ed was talking about there before we get to break in a couple of minutes he's talking about Hugh Freeze and his staff building the culture, right, and building the program the right way. And he compared it to when Nick Saban came to Alabama. And what Ed is talking about, because I can make this assumption knowing the amount of times we've talked to Ed and knowing the times we, and what we just talked to him right there about, Hugh Freeze is not going to get a quarterback just to say he got a quarterback and just to fill the check mark, right, and just fill, the, and, and fill out the checklist, right? He's not going to get a quarterback to say, all right, Auburn fans, we got a quarterback. There you go. Hope you're happy with it. He's not going to do that. He free, and that's why I brought up earlier in the show, that's why I brought up the quote that he had about they have seen quarterbacks in the portal. And they just haven't fit the narrative. They have not fit the script for what Hugh Freeze and this staff want. And I think Auburn fans should be excited about that and that statement because that shows, in my opinion, that Hugh Freeze and this staff are not just going to sign a quarterback because he's a big name, he was a high, big high school recruit, and it would make a splash. right? It would be the sexy pickup in the transfer portal. Hugh Freeze doesn't care about that. He doesn't care. And to be honest,
2: not in a bad way. You're telling me Hugh Freeze is not going to go sign another Grant Lloyd. Yeah, exactly. Guy who threw for like 40% completion percentage at 600 yards and <laughs> nine interceptions. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm green. saying.
1: And, and look, I don't mean this in the bad way, and I don't mean this to the full extent, but Hugh Freeze does not care what the Auburn fans have to say and what they think. And what I mean by that is Auburn fans want him to go out and get a quarterback right now. Right here, right now, today. They want him to get a quarterback. But he's being patient. He has a process. He has a process of what he wants. And Shane brought up a good point about how we've seen Bo Nix go and be really great at Oregon. We saw Malik Willis go and be great at Liberty under Hugh Freeze. But guess what? Those two guys took a step down in competition. They took a step down in the teams they were playing. And they also took a step up in the coaching they received. So... Can Robbie Ashford get better under Hugh Freeze? Absolutely. But is Hugh Freeze also being patient and who he gets in the in the transfer portal at the quarterback position and being selective on purpose? You better believe it.
2: We got some uh breaking news to talk about after the break. Uh There are now two scholarship quarterbacks on Auburn's roster, not 3.
1: We'll break the news when we come back here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We'll wrap up hour number one with some breaking news when we come back.
0: You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All
1: right, we got some breaking news here on the. Tuesday edition of On the Line here on ESPN One Six Seven. The secret in Auburn, Alabama is finally out. The thing that we have been, it not even hinting at. We've literally been talking about this for over a month. <laughs> we well, have been talking what about are you this talking for about? I've over... been talking about it since
2: January. True,
1: true. You're, you're absolutely right. I've been talking about it since right.
2: January. He was never going to be on the roster in twenty three. You're
1: days. absolutely right. And as of as of what seven minutes ago? Five minutes ago. According to his tweet, according to his tweet, T.J. Finley, one of the quarterbacks that we were just talking about on this roster, he tweeted out on a graphic and a quote that says, "Quote: Thank you, Auburn. The memories created here will never be forgotten. Thank you for an amazing two years with me. Graduating this summer, I will be entering the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Signed, T.J. Finley." And so, breaking news here as we end our number one. It's something that. It wasn't even hinted at. We have Everybody has been talking about it. It's been the expectation for quite a while now that TJ Finley would be a graduate transfer and not be Auburn's roster going through the summer and once the fall came around. And so that three-man quarterback roster we just talked about and had a big discussion and and slight argument about, it's now down to two.
2: I mean, option three in the three-man quarterback battle was never an option. It was an option for, like, a week of spring practice. And then we realized, do we want to do this again? Do we want to run this back a third time? I mean, he did it once at LSU, twice at Auburn. We sure about this because the returns have not been great. And, shocker, the literal worst-kept secret in Auburn, Alabama, T.J. Finley will not be on the roster for the 2023 football season.
1: And so, look, best
2: of luck to him. Uh he came in and you can't be a pocket passer and complete 57% of your pass
1: No, you can't be you can't be a standing tree in the pocket and not be a, a, an accurate passer. That's what it comes down to. You cannot be a non-movable object in the pocket and not be able to pass the football at 70%. I mean, literally. That that's what it comes down to. If you are a non-threat to run the football, you better be throwing 70%. Yeah,
2: he's got concrete for feet and a piano tied to his back.
1: But as much as we talk about him in that way, we do wish him the best of luck. We
2: really yeah, do. We he, wish he him the best of luck. He well at, at a lower level. He absolutely can. I've heard a lot about potentially southeastern Louisiana. That's where his brother is at. He's he's a Louisiana uh, kid. Yes. I mean, I think he would do very well at a place like that. Uh, there are scenarios where T.J. Finley can succeed with the state of the Auburn offenses the past uh, two years and going into this next year with what Hugh Freeze and company are trying to do uh, with the state of the offensive line the past two years. And I think with all of the away from football stuff, social media posts, comments in the media, um, all sorts of just dumb stuff. This was best for all parties. I mean, It it was going to do no good for TJ Finley to come back to Auburn and be fourth string. Who is that going to do? Who is that going to be a positive for?
1: Right, nobody. And, And that's the thing is that was the that was the assumption, right? That was the not even the assumption. That was the. I mean, that was just the the scenario. That was the that was the situation. Here was. T.J. Finley had his chance. He did. He had his chances. Now, granted, he was given the chances under what was a not-good coaching staff, under what was not a good offensive game plan, what was under a not-so-good Auburn roster. But the problem is he did not lift any of that and make it better, right? A good, a great quarterback would have made that situation a little bit better. And TJ Finley just didn't do that. Granted, he came in and saved Auburn in one game. He saved Auburn in a game. I mean, and you have to give him all the credit in the world for what he did in that one game. But other than
2: that... You should not have to do... you shouldn't have to do. Georgia State, they had a... 240-pound running back who was slow as molasses who just ran for 250 yards on Auburn in that game.
1: But he came in and he won the game. But T.J. Finley is officially transferring from Auburn. He will no longer be a quarterback in the situation, so the Tigers are down to two, which is why they're going after one or two quarterbacks in the transfer portal. We'll talk about that coming up as hour number two is right after this.
2: You're on the line here in the Auburn Network studio. Carter Bird holding it down right now because I have no clue where my co-host Jacob Goins is. Uh, But yeah, it's been an exciting show so far today on this wonderful Tuesday uh, as we've seen Auburn land the commitment of kind of Jack linebacker uh, Jalen McLeod and then to end the first hour we saw T.J. Finley finally hit the transfer portal to leave Auburn. And, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of discussion about the transfer portal, quarterback position, uh, and things of that nature. And we're going to throw it to the phone line here to start hour number two. We got Terry on the line. Terry, welcome in. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, Carter. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, Terry. I'm doing great.
3: Carter, all I can say about T.J. Finley is hooray. You I know, don't think you're alone dead, in that. Right?
2: I don't think you're alone in that Terry
3: I mean i just, I just don't understand I look he may be a fine young man i'm not I'm not saying that. I don't know that I don't know the young man and and he may do great things in the world. I hope he does. I hope he transfers has sense enough to transfer down a level because that's where he belongs. yep T. Uh, J. Do- Finley was dominant in high school because he was just bigger than everybody. Uh, he's, he, the, the, there's, it just blows my mind that there were on-air personalities up there that continued to defend him, and callers that continued to defend him saying, oh, he looks great in practice, I've given him a chance. No, no, he's had a chance. He's had a chance at two SEC schools and couldn't get it done. And I'm tired of people saying, you know, he looked great in practice. Well, he looked like Tarzan, but played like Jane.
1: Yeah, Terry, this is Jacob. I don't think we were those people. (laughs) No,
2: you weren't. No, you weren't. I don't –
1: look, I don't think we were those. And look, this was something
2: that – He really didn't tear it up in high school now now that I look at it. But like Terry said, he was
1: was just a monster. I mean, he was massive. And credit to him for using his size in high school. But this is just not a surprise. It's not a shock. It's not a surprise. And – all the credit to him, and good luck to T.J. Finley. Um, Auburn fans should be uh, grateful for his time. They should not bash him in any way. It just comes, da- it comes down to he is not an SEC West starting quarterback. He's not. He is not an SEC starting quarterback. He's not a Power 5 starting quarterback. He's not a backup Power
2: 5 starting quarterback. I don't, I don't think he's a starter in the Sun Belt or the American
3: either. I think he's the type of guy who the NFL scouts will fall in love with, quite honestly, because of his strength and size. I don't think think so. I don't think
2: so, Terry.
1: He
3: can't throw. He can't throw.
2: I I don't think T.J. Finley will. I mean, he might might get a UDFA, like, invite to camp or something.
3: XFL or something.
2: He will never get drafted.
3: Well, I, I mean, you look at Anthony Richardson this year, played, what, 13 games? And look great in one game and, and also they're drafting on potential. That's my argument there. He's gonna be a flop. I can see that coming right now. Anthony Richardson uh, is? Anthony Richardson is. Ant-
2: I think Anthony Richardson has a chance to be an absolute superstar. And i uh, his he just his grinded pocket,
1: the gears of Carter Byrne, who's a Colts present, fan. <laughs> his
2: pocket presence and his his processing in the pocket is so much mm-hmm. better than we realize. It honestly was right there with CJ Stroud as probably the second best in this quarterback class in terms of just pure pocket presence and and processing. Uh, I mean, he didn't have the shiftiness and the make make people miss of Bryce Young and the just put the team on the back. I mean, I guess he does have that because we saw that in the Utah game. Uh I think Anthony Richardson if if correctly um developed given some time, I think he has a chance to be an absolute superstar in the NFL.
3: He is Achilles Smith all over again. I know you guys probably don't know that name, but that's who he is. Interesting. Okay. It he, he, he looks impressive. You know, he's just in, in a tape measure. He do can you do think all Will the Leavis Maribles. is going to be better? No, but I'm concerned there. I'm concerned there. that why, If the Titans had so much faith in Malik Willis, why did they, they come out to get Will Leavis?
2: Because they don't have any faith in Malik Willis? Because they don't like exactly. Malik
3: Willis at all? And there's a guy I think could end up somewhere and have a, have a great career. If he lands in the right place, he gets the right kind of coaching.
1: Who is that? Malik Willis or Willow Malik Willis. Malik
3: Willis. Malik Willis
2: uh needs to get the heck out of Nashville because yeah, I agree. it has I don't think I've seen something age as poorly. At, like they don't like him. He's not mm-hmm. in the long-term plans. Uh he's stuck there with his four-year contract. They got to figure out a way to get him out of there cuz as long as he's in Nashville, he will never develop and never have a chance to do anything in the
3: NFL. I agree. Now, I know people aren't used to hearing this out of me, and, and you guys aren't either, and but give, give, look, have faith in Hugh Freeze. Yep. He does what he wants, and he's going to get what he wants. Don't, don't fall in love with a guy, because you end up with a T.J. Finley if you do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Which goes back That's to... Appreciate it, Terry. Good to hear from you, man. And mm-hmm. that goes back to the to me bringing up his, his quote from a couple of days ago, where he talked about the quarterbacks that are in the portal. They just... Until... 24, 48 hours ago, they just haven't well, seen the guys had, that they wanted. They haven't seen the guys that he, fit their he made system. That
2: quote, the next day, Casey Thompson hits the portal. Mm-hmm. The Sunday morning, Peyton Thorne hits the portal. We still could see grad transfers hit the portal, I guess, in theory, I mean, because we just saw TJ Finley do it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I. Look, now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's critical to land a quarterback. It's critical because you do not want to, and I've said this so many times, you do not want to go into the 2023 football season with Hank Brown, who is a developmental project, who needs to put on a ton of weight, needs to get a lot bigger to play in the SEC, will not be on campus until May, that guy cannot be your number three quarterback. So you have to go get somebody now. It is, if there was any doubt, you gotta go get somebody. Well, look. I, there was no doubt in my mind. And I think that you're gonna see the full court press put on Peyton Thorne and Casey Thompson. And it may be a first in the boat type of situation. We're breaking down the news of TJ Finley
1: as of about 20 minutes ago or so uh, tweeting out saying that he he will graduate from Auburn University and will enter his name into the transfer portal. And look, if you're a betting man out there, you can put the house on the fact that Auburn will pick up a quarterback in the transfer portal. I don't know exactly who that's going to be. I don't think anybody knows who exactly that's going to be. There are some popular names floating around. There are a couple of names from Nebraska and Michigan State that are pretty popular right now. But I promise you, I promise you on this program, on On the Line, here on Tuesday, May 2nd, Auburn will go and get a quarterback in the transfer portal. Everybody and their brother has been saying this for the past six months. Auburn will get a quarterback in the transfer portal. T.J. Finley does not change that. If anything, it enhances that. It enhances that.
2: It's the thing we all knew was going to happen. It's finally happened. So now it's... You knew you were going to have to go get one because T.J. Finley wasn't going to be on the roster. Well, now he's not on the roster. So now it's just... It's concrete. It's tangible. It's something you can feel.
1: If it didn't come down to depth, if depth was not an issue... And this is a hot take, and people are not going to agree with this. A lot of people aren't going to agree with this. But if depth was not an issue, I would be okay if Robbie Ashford decided, you know what, this is probably not the place for me, and he decided to enter the transfer portal at some point. I know, but I'm saying if that was an option, if depth wasn't an issue and it was an option, I'm okay if Robbie Ashford said, I need to be somewhere
2: else. I'm not sure I can go that far. I'm not sure I can go that far. Because I do think he gave you an admirable effort last year. In a pinch, you had to turn to somebody, and he was that guy for you. I think it was maybe not the most beneficial thing for him. I think my, I've said this, I want to give Robbie Ashford time to develop. I want to give him a year. Give him a year, see if he can lock in the the mechanics See if he can lock in the offense, see if he can lock in the progressions. See if he can lock in the accuracy. If he does that, if Robbie Ashford becomes an accurate quarterback, if he if he gets to sixty percent, we're talking about a top four quarterback in the SEC.
1: Robbie Ashford will never be he will never be the go to starter for Auburn football. He'll never I be think it.
2: That's, I mean, I think that's probably given uh, more, what Auburn more is, than likely a true statement. Given what
1: Auburn is about to bring in, and given what is coming in through recruiting, and given what the transfer portal is, I'm not saying Robbie Ashford can't get to a starting I level. Have. He will never, Robbie Ashford will never be the go-to starting quarterback for Auburn football in his career. Right. He won't.
2: This is my other thing that I've said. I want to caution the Auburn fan, fan base with this. Do not. Put too many expectations, too much pressure on Walker White. I think that's fair. Walker White does not need to walk in as a true freshman and win the starting job. He doesn't need to be the next Bo Nix. Bo Nix was a five-star. Bo Nix was one of the best quarterbacks at Elite 11. 5 stars a different conversation. And I still think there are aspects, there are situations... Where that guy doesn't need to be the starter right off the bat. We saw that with Bo Nix. I think the best thing for Bo Nix would have been to have a veteran guy to sit behind for a year. Well, and just have an offensive line or a scheme that made any sense. A coaching staff that could develop a quarterback. Yes, because the two staffs before Hugh Freeze could not do that.
1: Because think about the conversation we've had. If you took Bo Nix of last year and the Bo Nix you're about to see at Oregon this year on this Auburn roster or what he could have done last year with Auburn, no, Auburn wouldn't have made it to the playoff, but he could have made a Brian Harson team a heck of a lot better than they were. Yes. And he could be an unbelievable quarterback. He would be
2: sitting in New York under Hugh Freeze at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Oh, I, I 100% agree that. if. If Hugh Freeze had taken over the day that Brian Harson took over the Auburn job, if he had been the guy for the last two years and Bo Nix was still at Auburn, oh, no, we'd be talking about a top 15, top 10 caliber Auburn team mm-hmm. with a top five quarterback in the country.
1: With room to grow. Yep. With room to grow. Yeah. And that's what's so crazy about that whole situation. But to I, don't,
2: I don't think he'd be that far behind right now, the first breath when you talk about quarterbacks in college football, Caleb Williams, Drake May, 1-2. They are lumped together. I think if Hugh Freeze had taken over after Gus Malzahn, had time to build up the talent and knew how to address it, and Bo Nix was still on the Auburn roster going into 23, I think he'd be right there behind those two.
1: I'm with you. But unfortunately, Bo Nix is not a part of this Auburn quarterback situation. There was, there was a little bit of smoke. There was some noise, right, that was, that was brought up, that was rumbling around a little bit about the possibility of Bo Nix coming back to Auburn. That is not happening. It would have been so dope. It would and, have been awesome. And look, at this point, since it's not happening, I pose the question. I do. I pose the question to our listeners and to the Auburn fan base. Would you take Bo Nix right now? And the answer should be a unanimous yes. If your answer is no, you're wrong. If your answer is no. Even though there may be somebody in this room that doesn't agree. And it's not somebody that's on the mic, and that's okay. But if your answer is no, you would not take Bo Nix, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Bo Nix would make this
2: Auburn team. This is a 10 win Auburn team with Bo Nix.
1: There's no doubt about it. Even given the lack of talent that is here right now. The lack of talent. That's it. There's a lot of talent, but they're still lacking.
2: He would. He would also attract receivers to come with him.
1: No doubt about it. He would attract offensive linemen to come for him and block for him and be with him. Well, yeah. Well, and Bo well, would be
2: the, the. The at face value, you're starting five on the offensive line, pretty solid right now. Yeah. And a lot of that's via the transfer portal. You're absolutely right. It would right. definitely have helped. But I mean, he is a lightning rod guy a needle mover and he is the difference he would be the difference that Auburn winning seven seven and a half games and Auburn winning 10 plus
1: Mm -hmm. but unfortunately and here's what I have to mention before we get to break this is not the Bo Nix of 2019 this is not the Bo Nix of 2020 This is a legitimate
2: quarterback coaching for once. It's a
1: Malzahn. It's a legitimate Heisman candidate quarterback in Bo Nix, but that's not an option. He's not in the transfer portal, as some people thought he might. He's not in there. He will be an Oregon Duck until he's done. Yes. And so, with that being said, Auburn loses TJ Finley. Loses in quotation marks. They're going after a couple of quarterbacks in the transfer portal from Nebraska and from Michigan State. And I think either one of those guys would be an upgrade of the two guys that are in the room, the three that will be when Hank Brown shows up. And that is what is important with this entire situation.
2: They both are upgrades over, over the three guys, two guys now, in the room.
1: We'll talk some more about this when we come back. And uh, Jack Hutton may be calling in at 3.30. We'll get some confirmation on that. Also, update on Auburn High School softball because uh, I got some confirmation on that in between hour one and hour number two. We'll update you on that. And we'll talk about this Auburn quarterback situation when we come back here on the Tuesday edition of On The Line.
0: You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app.
1: Let's get back to the phone line 334 321 1390. And Terry, you're back on the line. Welcome in. Do you have anything to say about all this, uh, the, this situation going on, Terry?
3: Well, thanks for the opportunity, guys. I just want to ask you guys a quick question. Yeah. And Jacob and Carter's opinions, with one on a one to ten, with ten being the greatest, we really need the coaching staff's confidence is that one of those two guys is going to commit in the next 72 hours. Say that again. Now that T.J. Finley's gone gone out the door.
2: Say say that again. J- Jacob didn't have my mic on, so I got d- distracted on you.
3: <laughs> okay. What is the level of confidence, one to ten, with ten being the greatest, that one of these quarterbacks that y'all mentioned is going to commit now that this has happened in the next 72 hours?
2: Hmm. I'll say a five and a half, six. Because, I mean, Terry, now, now that they're in the portal, I mean, really – the, like, next deadline would be, what, May 18th, I think, is first day of summer summer classes for Auburn. Like, you don't have to rush it. And so, like, that's why I'm iffy on if we're going to get news in the next 72 hours because they're in the portal. They can kind of take a breath. They can take a beat and, and figure out what they want to do. I do think that there is a chance that Auburn lands uh, one of the two in the next 72 hours. I'd lean slightly above 50%. um, But, I mean, I could very easily see it going to at least the weekend.
1: And realistically, it gives them the chance to listen to other schools outside of Auburn, right? Because now that the portal is closed... I think Peyton Thorne's
2: getting a little more interest than maybe he thought he was mm going to get
1: Everybody that's in there is in there and nobody else can enter. And so if you're a quarterback in there, you're like, okay, now I am one of the, however many options to pick from all of these schools. And so you want to kind of wait it out to see who's going to call and maybe somebody better than Auburn calls or, or a better situation for that given quarterback. And so in, in Jacob's opinion, in my opinion, I would give it, yeah, about a five out of 10 in the next 72 hours. But Put it on 150% that Auburn gets a quarterback. Again, I can't say who it is because I don't know 100%, but Auburn's going to get somebody. Uh, But in the next
2: 72 hours, I'll put it on a five, but doesn't mean it can't happen. And I'm going to amend my previous statement about a guy like Grayson McCall because we just set the precedent with T.J. Finley doing the grad transfer because grad transfers are not beholden to the the 15-day window that everybody else uh, had to hop in the portal by. We just saw T.J. Finley hop in the portal. Grayson McCaw, I guess, is still technically on the table. And could there be others? Could there be others?
3: Do you guys know the dates? Somebody chance of like graduation or finals or anything, when these guys are going to be done?
2: Well, finals oh, for Auburn Michigan right and now. In and Nebraska? I do not know the answer yeah,
1: to that. Uh, for reference, okay. finals for Auburn University are this week, and graduation is this weekend. Um, so they're all. Most major universities are going to be in the next two weeks or less. Um, would be okay. my my massive assumption. Uh, I don't know the exact dates, but I would think within the next two Final weeks. Final
2: exams at Michigan State are this week, uh, mm. and then let's look at. I'm sure
1: Nebraska. again. I'm sure Nebraska is either this week or Nebraska
2: next week. Nebraska
3: Is probably similar. Well, I can tell it's into the school here where I live because it's quiet.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's about to get real quiet in
2: Auburn about uh, this time next week, Terry. It
3: is.
2: So I think last day of classes is May 13th at Nebraska. Final Mm -hmm. exams are the 15th through the 19th. That's going to be tight if you're Casey Thompson. Mm -hmm. Because that means you are, if you're trying to get in on campus at Auburn by that May 18th first day of summer classes... You could be taking an exam on the 17th in Lincoln and then moving in and starting class on the 18th in Auburn,
3: theoretically. Okay, Carter, finish mean, just final question. Okay, what is the date for Coastal Carolina if, it, if the Grayson McCall stuff is not dead?
2: Well, I think that one is going to be a scenario where if somehow none of these pan out, and maybe we're sitting here in June sometime is when we would hear something about that one.
3: Okay, you don't know the dates of graduation.
0: I, I think he's
2: he he still May. I don't. I don't know if he's going to be a true May graduate. Mm-hmm. He may have to do a little mini mester in the summer or something
3: like that. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate care. the call,
1: Terry. Good to hear from you again. That's Terry joining us here on On the Line. We're talking about the uh, Auburn football quarterback transfer news with T.J. Finley entering the portal as a graduate transfer. And if it's- you have
2: more schools that you want to to look up <laughs> finals for... <laughs>
1: Feel free to call in. Give us a call. 321 1390. (laughs) We will gladly look up those graduation dates for you. Terry, we appreciate the call, man. Always good to hear from you. But yeah, it's been one of those days where uh, we're kind of breaking news with the TJ Finley thing. And it's been a major quarterback conversation because that's what, uh, again, that's what people want to know about. That's what they want to hear about is what, who is going to be throwing the football for Auburn in 2023. And we can 100% tell you it will not be TJ Finley as he has entered his name into or will be entering his name into the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. And so, as of right now, it comes down to Robbie Ashford and Holden Gariner And Hank Brown will be here. But, Lord help, you just
2: cannot have you much have confidence in that money. room. That's, that has been my message all the, for the past three, four months has been – you know T.J. Finley's not going to be here. Well, now it's official. You cannot go into the fall. We saw, I mean, think back to last year. AM had multiple quarterback injuries. Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn, Alabama. Uh, I don't think Mississippi State did. Uh, Florida. Like, all of these schools had injuries in the SEC at quarterback. You cannot go into the season where potentially... You're two plays away from Hank Brown being on the field. And that's the point I was just about to make, is for
1: all of our listeners, and we have a lot of them, and there's a lot of Auburn fans and a lot of our listeners that are in this same boat on Robbie Ashford could be the guy or Robbie Ashford is the guy. Shane called in in the first hour and had some really good points about this, and I'm sure there are a lot of you right now that are listening to this show and that are reading articles online that believe Robbie Ashford could be the guy. Even if you think that, and that is your opinion, you have every right to that. Even if you think Robbie Ashford is the guy for 2023 and beyond, Auburn has to get some depth. We talk about depth at the linebacker position. We talk about depth on both offensive and defensive lines. We talk about depth at the running back position and the wide receiver position and the jack position, who Auburn just picked up a guy today from App State, a wrecker at the jack edge position from App State. We'll talk about him a little bit more coming up in a few minutes. Auburn has to get depth at the quarterback position because you're exactly right, Carter. You're two plays away from Hank Brown Coming in and being your quarterback, and nothing against that young man, but let's, he doesn't have the experience. He won't be here until this month.
2: Yeah, and let's, and let's talk about the fact that if Robbie Ashford is your starter right now, and you don't go get somebody in the transfer portal, because of your lack of depth, you limit what he can do. Mm-hmm. He will not be able to use his legs as much because you've got to keep him healthy. He can't take shots. He can't have that shoulder that has gotten injured twice in six, seven months. And
1: seems like it's still not 100%.
2: However long it is, it's gotten hurt twice. You cannot let that shoulder get hurt. So you would be, if you don't go get a quarterback, you are to an extent having to negate Robbie Ashford's biggest strength, which is his licks because you won't be able to run him as much.
1: I agree, man. I agree. Whether you think it's Robbie Ashford or somebody else, uh, Holden Garner, or Hank Brown, or a transfer quarterback, Auburn has to get depth at the quarterback position. We'll talk some more about this, plus the jack position that Auburn upgraded in the transfer portal when we come back.
0: the Line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader.
1: Let's get back to the phone lines here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line talking the biggest news in Auburn athletics, especially Auburn football with a transfer portal addition and a transfer portal subtraction as our good buddy Jack Hutton joins us on the phone lines at, again, 334-321-1390. And before we get to him, we're going to have him on the line right now. But an update about uh, Auburn softball because we were a little bit out of the loop on this auburn softball was supposed to play last night or they were supposed to play tonight excuse me against smith station in round one of the area tournament over on 96.3 we on the auburn high school sports network and uh jack it seems like they played last night and uh, not a whole lot of people knew about it
5: yeah especially uh especially the people that were supposed to broadcast it unfortunately.
1: yeah yeah that's unfortunate you know- well
5: the good news is that uh, Auburn High wins last night, eleven to three, over Smith Station. So, uh, what they're going to have tonight is they're going against Central, and all of a sudden, we've got a big one tonight. This is for uh, to this is to move on, I guess, to the regional final or the area championship finals. Um, And if they can do that, they will secure a spot in next week's regional finals in Montgomery.
1: Because, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the top two in the area tournament move on to the regionals because softball is different than baseball. It's not about regular season standings. It's about how you do in all these postseason tournaments, correct?
5: Yes. I I like to call it May Madness instead of March Madness, but it is, you know, it's a two-game season now. You win two games, get to the area championship game, and and you're in the regional playoffs. So. Uh, Auburn's got one of those if they can get another one tonight over Central, um uh, they're going to they're going to find their way in. Going to be difficult. This is a top 10 team in the state that they're taking on tonight, but uh certainly up for the challenge.
1: And it's just a one game set. It's not a best of 3 or anything. It's win to move on or lose and you're
5: out, right? Well, tonight is going to be win and you win and you move on. Um if they do lose tonight, it's a double elimination format and so um, it would be tomorrow night, I believe. Is is uh, if if Auburn were to drop tonight, it would be tomorrow night. They would have that play-in game to get back to the area championship game, um, and from there, if you if you get in if you get into the championship game at all, you're obviously on to the next round. So Auburn's got two cracks at it, uh, starting tonight. If they can go ahead and buy their tickets tonight, um, I, I think that. uh, Coach Matt Hendricks and his staff would definitely like to do that instead of sweat it out tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Well, all Auburn High softball games on the Auburn High School Sports Network over on our sister station 96.3 W. Lee, the voice of Auburn High softball and Auburn High basketball Jack Hutton joining us here on the phone lines, a common guest in the studio and on the phones as well. And Jack, we've had some some really interesting Auburn football news. We had an addition to the transfer portal or through the transfer portal and a subtraction through the transfer portal. The uh, a jack position has been upgraded, and the quarterback situation has been uh, uh, decimated just a little bit. I mean, bit.
2: subtraction in the way that, like, in one, one gets their appendix taken out, it's completely like, serves no <laughs> yeah. function, like, it's not going to do anything for you, so, like, why not?
5: Yeah, uh, it, it does a little, it's not really addition by subtraction, sure, but. I mean, I guess it opens you a spot up, but I mean, yeah, I just don't think that you were going to see. I don't think T.J. Finley was expected to be on this roster for very much longer, By really, by anybody. Um, So this was kind of the inevitable coming. Uh, You know, I I haven't gotten a chance a whole lot to look at Jalen McLeod yet out of App State, but obviously the uh, commitment that Auburn just picked up in the portal and a big, big big-time commitment at that, not necessarily because of the – the player that he is, but the position that he plays—that's a huge area of need for Auburn next season. Got to have somebody rush the passer. You've got a couple of guys in that in that kind of that jack room um, that bring you that bring you some good. I think they bring you good experience in Elijah McAllister, but also some good potential in Keldrick Falk. Uh, this is a guy that kind of bridges the gap. He's he is a what I think a lot of people around football are going to know him as a pass rushing specialist. Not going to be an every-down guy, but uh, for sure coming in on pass-rushing downs, you're going to see him line up probably uh, with no hand in the dirt but still on the defensive line trying to get to the quarterback.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, the memorable moment for me is the play to cap off the upset over Texas A&M where he wins off the edge, he strips the quarterback The offensive guard picks it up, tries to run with it. He runs that guy down, strips that guy for the game-winning two forced fumbles uh, that ended up in App State getting the ball and being able to beat Texas A&M. I think if he brings that... I I think if you just look at the Jack position with Dylan Brooks going out and McLeod coming in, it's a net positive. I mean, it's FBS... I mean, Sunbelt was the fifth or sixth best, best the sixth or seventh best con, uh, conference in college football this past year. They pulled plenty of upsets. He had pretty decent production. You got to be excited about it, Jack.
5: Yeah, I definitely am. I think it's a, it's a guy that Auburn should be excited about, not necessarily just because of this. You know, he's an all star playmaker. I, I'm not going to go that far, but. I do think that this is a solid piece that is going to be able to come in and provide you some quality, um, some quality snaps on the on the defensive line, especially now that Dylan Brooks has transferred out of the program. You're right, Carter. I think that is a net positive because this is a guy that has played, competed, and also produced uh, at the college level, at the Division One level, and uh, I think Auburn's got a good one in him. So. Um, you know, again, I don't think this is going to be your all-star pass rusher, like a you know, like a like a Derek Brown or a Marlon Davidson or a Jeff Holland or anybody on the defensive line like that. But he's a guy that I could see um, in the backfield create some havoc this season for the Tigers on passing downs.
1: And one thing, Jack, that I brought up about Auburn landing a uh, a transfer on that defensive side of the football at that Jack linebacker position in Jalen McLeod is you get depth. I mean, you get a guy that can either start or come in and be a solid depth piece because you just didn't have a lot of spots there at that jack-and-edge position. And so
2: I think Auburn bringing that in is a huge, huge piece. If you add a guy like Isaac Uku, the James Madison transfer, who was on campus this past weekend as well, could that open up some flexibility where maybe you're really good in Normus uh, stud freshman in Keldrick Falk. Could he slide over and get some reps at the defensive end position in place of Jeffrey Imba, who left on the two deep over there?
5: I think he's got the frame to do it. I, I think you're, you're bringing in a guy in Keldrick Falk that uh, I would call kind of a tweener. Um, I think he's much more... I think he's a bigger pass-rushing guy, and I think he's probably an undersized, big-body defensive end, and so I really think you could go either way with that. Um, I think he's got the the playmaking ability and the potential to do either really well. And so, you know, if you get get both of these guys to come in and give you good minutes at the edge spot, minutes, I'm talking basketball, um, snaps at the edge spot, I guess, yeah, I think that's a really good play. You know, try to move Keldrick Falk over there into that kind of Marlon Davidson role, if you will, Um, you know, that big strong side defensive end that, It's able to stuff the run and and get things back towards the middle, I definitely think that that could be a huge piece for uh, Keldrick Falk and his development.
1: And Jack, we're talking Auburn football transfer portal news, and not that it is a bigger news or breaking news, but it is a... It, it, it's louder to the Auburn fan base. It is, right? It's louder to the Auburn fan base. The fact that T.J. Finley announced that he will be entering his name into the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Uh, the Auburn quarterback room has dwindled from 3 to 2. It will then get back to 3 when Hank Brown gets on campus. But uh, your thoughts on T.J. Finley entering the transfer portal and where the Auburn quarterback room sits right now?
5: Well, I guess, you know, I never want to get on here and, and bash a guy for, you know, I mean, character issues or anything like that, but I just don't think DJ Finley really had a place on this year's um, Auburn, Auburn football roster. Um, I, I just don't think that he was going to be productive anyway. You know, Auburn was obviously already looking to bring in quarterbacks in a system where he was probably going to be at least your two, maybe your third string um, on this quarterback death chart, so you know i think it's good for him to be able to go somewhere else and and get another year of development somewhere um you know i would imagine probably if not a group of five school maybe at the fcs level because you know it, not to say not to to speak poorly of the kid at all but just i just don't know if he's the division 1 uh well maybe not division 1 if he's a power 5 quarterback i i, I don't really i haven't really seen well, that he's as, not. Just, he's not he's not right? You're right, and we've seen flashes of it at LSU. You know, he goes for a million yards. I think it was against South Carolina or something. Had a couple of moments at Auburn, but really just never really was able to take the bull by the horns and run this offense the way that it needed to be for success. So, obviously, I think he'll do. I think he could do well at an FCS school or something like that. But for Auburn, I think it was time to move on. You know, yep. shake hands, say bye, and be done with that. Because I mean, if I think we're
2: if we're being honest, in three years he has two good games and one drive, and in yes. his two years at Auburn he has one good drive, and that is it. In in terms of memorable things he did, he doesn't right. have he doesn't have any games. When you look at the game logs, they're not good. He has right. two best games, are as a true freshman at LSU. Well, and, to
5: be honest, I must wonder if there's a if there is a culture um, if there's a culture shift with. T.J. Finley, you know, going out from Auburn because, I mean, we did see a lot of the social media stuff that he would that he would get involved with. It seemed very much like Finley views himself as quarterback number one for this Auburn team. I mean, he views himself as a guy that is very talented, very good at what he does. I think he's good at what he does relative to a lot of the population, but I just don't think he has it to be an Auburn football quarterback this year, um, and I don't think he has really in his time here. And so – I, I do wonder if that, if that you know, kind of bridges some culture between uh, the Auburn locker room and the quarterback position. Now,
2: Jack, what I mean, what what gives you the idea that TJ Finley views himself as a QB one star quarterback option? Is it the, is it the Instagram story comparing himself to Jesus Christ?
5: <laughs> that and, and maybe a couple more social media posts about him. Uh, about him going out and, you know, feeling Bashing like he's turned the, a the job and, you know, the, the interviews that he's done in the past. So, um, I don't know. You know, again, don't really want to don't really want to get on here and bash a kid for no, anything. I, but I'm, I'm with you. you. I, I'm with you. But
1: the problem the the problem for me, Jack, is for a guy that it seemed like and I think you're right. For a guy that seemed like he viewed himself as Q B one as a starting quarterback in this conference, he never went and took it. And good lord he had every chance to do it. I mean, yeah, he I had every lot, opportunity yeah. to do it, and he never did it.
5: Yes, and I was gonna—that's exactly what I was gonna say, Jacob. It was—he it was—it was given to him a lot, um, and he just—he was not able to take the bull by the horns, really. So, like, I think this is gonna end up being, of course, a net positive for Auburn. I really think the guy—you um, know—if if Auburn does go get a Casey Thompson, that's big. I really like Peyton Thorne out of Michigan State. I think that they're—that they're going to go after that kid, and. Um, You know it's going to be interesting to see which one they end up with because I do think it'll be one of these guys.
1: Jack, we have not had this conversation yet. It's something that will be uh, discussed by me and Carter probably later in the week. But with the two popular quarterback names right now when it comes to Nebraska and Michigan State, if you had your choice right now, and again Carter and I will give our thoughts on this uh, later on in the week, but if you had your choice right now because it seems those are the two popular choices for Auburn's next quarterback addition through the transfer portal which way would you go
5: well let me tell you I, I think with Casey Thompson what you're getting is uh, it's almost a Russell Wilson style of play it, it he almost looks like it when he's running in the backfield but um you know it's a it's a pass first but run if you have to essentially but that kind of molded into a a running quarterback while he was at um, his last, his final season at Texas and then when he was at Nebraska last season and you know the very limited amount of playing time he got um, before he before he got hurt so I, I don't know if that is actually going to really fit what you freeze is trying to do I, I think he wants a guy um, that is going to be more pass heavy but can utilize his legs when he has to um, and i think that that's peyton thorn you know if you go back to 2021, Peyton Thorn put up just tremendous numbers at Michigan State. Oh yeah, um, almost led them to a college football playoff that season. He's a two-year starter now uh, in D- Division One college football and Power Five college football. Really, he's been at the highest levels. He's done it against uh, the best, and so I think that's a proven guy. And it, and it really fits what uh, Hugh Freeze and his staff I think try to do. Um, you know, I, I'm going back to some coaches or some quarterbacks that he's brought in before. Carter, you and I have mentioned Bo Wallace in the past. He's kind of had that mold. Um, you know, and in the Auburn flavor, Walker White's the guy that's going to have a lot of that same, you know, he's a, he's a taller, more leaner guy that is going to be pass first but has the ability to use his legs. So I think this is a Hugh Freeze pickup, and, and I'd be surprised if that isn't uh, their, their QB number one option.
1: Jack, we appreciate you joining us. I know before we let you go and get to break, you wanted to mention uh, Auburn Baseball, who went and got a massive win over the weekend at South Carolina. They've got uh, number one LSU coming to town, so no rest for the weary for Auburn Baseball. No midweek game given finals over at the university, but I know you had a few words to say about the uh, Auburn University Tigers.
5: Man, it was huge. Just absolutely huge. If you go by, I kind of go by the formula of taking two at home and one on the road and You know, you get to 15 and 15 that way in the conference, and and you can start to look at kind of creeping into a host bid like that. Um, I don't know if Auburn's going to pick up a host bid now, but they righted the ship against South Carolina. And now, if you go through that same formula of taking two at home, one on the road, um, you're going to end up with five more SEC wins. That's 14 and 16. That's going to get you in pretty comfortably. I know they've got LSU coming up this weekend. That's going to be a big one. I think they need at least one there. Um, and then you got to go maybe get the last two series to get to that. But um, Auburn put themselves right back into it from the sense of they were on the wrong side of the bubble. They're now on the right side of the bubble, and they're uh, maybe falling off the bubble if they can get a win over LSU.
1: Well, they have a great opportunity to do it, and uh, again, Jack, I know you wanted to mention a couple of the things. You've got Auburn High softball tonight on the Auburn High School Sports Network over on 96.3 W. Lee, Uh, the Auburn High Lady Tigers taking on the Central Red Devils in a game that we thought was against the Smith Station Panthers, but uh, that's okay. Stuff happens like that in high school sports sometimes, and so in the semifinals taking on the Central Red Devils at 6.30 over on 96.3 W. Lee.
5: That's it, man, and... uh... It, it is something when you go from thinking you're going to be playing Smith Station, who, all credit to them, is not the Central Red Devils this season. The Red Devils are number six in the state. So a uh, little bit different game face I'm going to have to put on tonight, but really excited to watch the, the ladies go out and compete for a uh, second straight year getting to those regional playoffs. They've got 28 wins on the season. Um, it's 29 wins, that is. And so going for win number 30 tonight. Uh, we'll see if they can pull it out. Really excited to cover them. This postseason, um, keep in tune from from my socials. I know on air we'll have uh, some promos that are telling you when stuff is happening. But um, yeah, keep in tune for all of that because we'll have all your softball postseason action for Auburn High on that station WE ninety six three.
1: Jack, we appreciate you, buddy. Always good to hear from you, man. Have a appreciate good call tonight, you, Jack. Oh, he gone. <laughs> All right. I thought he was going to say something else, but he is gone. But make sure you tune in tonight, 630 over on 96.3 W. Lee, one of our sister stations here on ESPN 106.7 at Auburn Network. 630 Auburn High Softball taking on the Central Red Devils in the area semifinals. And again, in softball, the top two teams in the area tournament advance to the regional tournament, and that's how postseason is determined. So make sure you tune in for that. We'll get to our final break here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. And when we come back, we'll wrap it up on the other side. You
0: are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502.
1: Wrapping up the Tuesday edition of On the Line, uh, we appreciate Jack Hutton jo- calling in and joining us on the phone lines, talking uh, Auburn Athletics, Auburn University, and Auburn High Softball, who will be on 96.3 Lee tonight, taking on the Central Red Devils in the area semifinals. Again, it was, if you've missed our conversation about that, it was supposed to be the area quarterfinals against the Smith Station Panthers, but uh, they decided to play that game last night and really not tell anybody. So... They'll play in the semifinals tonight against the Central Red Devils. I believe Auburn High won 11-4 to last night in the quarterfinals. And so tune in on ninety-six-three W. Lee, our sister station here at Auburn Network, uh, for Jack Hutton on the call for Auburn High softball. And uh, tune in for that. But Carter, as we wrap up this Tuesday edition of On the Line, it's been a good one. If anybody has missed any of our conversations, you can find it at ESPNAU.com. Right after the show today, commercial-free or... Just search On The Line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be, again, commercial-free right after the show. Been a lot of conversation about the Auburn football news. We've had two big ones today with uh, Auburn picking up a transfer linebacker edge jack position whatever you want to call him uh Auburn picking up the big app state pass rusher Jalen McLeod yep and then Auburn also uh getting the news from TJ Finley one of the quarterbacks on the roster who will be entering his name into the transfer portal as a graduate transfer coming up this summer so those are the two big things we've been discussing today just your overall thoughts on those as we will I'm sure talk about these moving on the rest of the week and uh, the rest of the summer as well. Well.
2: I mean I think the dominoes are starting to fall. Dominoes are starting to fall. Yeah, to uh to steal the 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 quote from Deion Sanders, uh that I did not like. You gotta clear out some of the old furniture to uh make room for the new ones, I guess. That was his quote on the Pat McAfee show last week, which I thought was a little um inconsiderate to the players that he was essentially cutting. uh but, yeah, I mean, Auburn had to make some room. Auburn had to make room to, to upgrade the roster. And right now, not many that I'm just like, oh, that is a detrimental loss.
1: I'm with you. I think there are moves being made, and I think Hugh Freeze is being selective in those moves. We'll talk about it some more tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of On the Line from 2 to 4 right here on ESPN 106.7. But until then, stay safe. I'll talk to you later.